0: Welcome to another episode of the Total BS Podcast. What's up, Justin?
1: My man, Wednesday was National Chicken Wing Day, Saul. And there are two people in life, drums guy or flats guy. Which guy are you?
0: Uh, dr- uh flats all the way.
1: A thousand percent. Why is that? Why is that?
0: Because it's the tastiest part, man. And you, plus you get that nice crisp and you don't have that extra like bullshit at the top. I mean, it's gonna be flats all the way, dude. You? I I'm a drums guy.
1: I am that guy listen I just i hate having to grab the chicken wing with two hands like only one hand should be messy so I'm gonna pick up the drum and eat all the way around it with one hand.
0: what are you That's doing with the messy. other hand dude what are you doing with the other hand what do you mean you, what are you doing with what, you, what what are you doing where your left hand is too good to touch the wing you have a tablet. You have a towelette ready.
1: Owlets. There's, there's a, system using to a damn towelette, towelette. Man.
0: Come on, man. A pros know to how this. to use hey, pros know how to use uh the flats with one hand, man. You just you just like that white meat. There we go. <laughs> and so many people t- already turned off the podcast. Hey, that's it. That's it. Podcast <laughs> over. Another episode of Total BS podcast coming your way right now. Your fans just might turn off, fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best sixteen if you much you're not
1: whack. You just Sound whack rapping after us. Yo. Your fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best sixteen if you must.
0: You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Justin baseball started this week, and man, it it started off with a bang. Especially when we started talking about, ooh, I don't know, a little team in Florida that just could not handle the pandemic whatsoever. The Miami
1: Marlins had 13 members of its team test positive for COVID-19, 11 players and two members of the coaching staff, and they were on the road. So now they're, you know, starting to, you know, make their way back. Now their home opener has been postponed or or canceled. I don't know, you know what the situation is going on with their home opener, but my goodness. It, for a little while there, you really thought baseball season was going to end. And I hope that the Miami Marlins can get through this situation. And you know, maybe in a week or so, all those guys that tested positive for COVID-19, they are now COVID 19 free. But I gotta admit, Saul, when as soon as I saw that headline come across my iPhone getting that ESPN alert, I thought, oh no, it's it's happening. We can't even get through the first weekend of baseball without the season completely shutting down because remember. Baseball is the sport that's not doing the bubble. NBA had all of its players test. None of them came up positive most recently. The WNBA is doing the bubble as well. They seem to be successful at it. All these sports leagues are doing the bubble, and it's working out. Meanwhile, baseball is that sport that's not doing the bubble, and already within the first weekend, you have a team that was looking like it wasn't going to make it through the 2020 season. So, yeah, let's see what the Miami Marlins do.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy, man. Uh, I mean, rumor has it that the Marlins didn't really, um, I wouldn't say they didn't take it seriously, but uh, rumor has it that they took part in some extracurricular activities. Uh mm. a la allow Lou Williams <clears throat> and uh, you got chicken wings, got themselves <laughs> a little bit in trouble. And, uh, you know, and, and baseball, I think this really hit home for baseball. Obviously, I think if you weren't taking it seriously before, I'll tell you what, whether you believe in the pandemic or not, or you believe the reasons why we have to wear masks or COVID in itself and you know all these theories out there as to uh, why or why we shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be, baseball has decided that you have to follow protocols. And if you don't follow protocols, guess what happens? You don't play. And if you don't play, what happens to your pocket? Yeah, you start coming up a little light in that pocket when it comes to money. Like if you don't yeah. play, you don't get paid. Period. And if you think it's funny, or if you think of that you know you're not taking it as seriously as everybody else, and you're not taking every precaution possible, you need to understand that this is going to affect your bank account. And I think that's what's going to really hit home. And then it, it, obviously, it's only going to take you know one seriously bad situation where somebody um, you know has some complications with this thing before it really hits home. And hopefully we don't have to get to that point. I think, you know, the fact that the Marlins aren't going to play for almost a week, actually over a week, uh, they're not set to come back until, I believe, Monday. And that's if everybody comes back, you know, COVID-free. Man, it's, gonna, it, it's crazy. P- plus, you have to think about the fact that it affected other teams too, the Phillies, the Yankees, uh, the Orioles. Now all three of those teams not able to play this week. Dude, you're not doing it just for yourself. You're not doing it just for your team. You're doing it for your, the whole league. You have yeah. to take care of business when it comes to this uh, this uh, virus. Mm-hmm.
1: Because if one team ends up getting canceled, I mean, who's to say players don't start opting out? Or I mean, or who's to say other teams or Rob Manfred says, you know what, the season's done? If we already have one team that can't make it through the first weekend, then how on earth are we going to make this happen? Because we still have to travel. Yeah, There's still a travel schedule and all this. We are not in an enclosed area, like a bubble to where you can closely monitor all of us. So it, it's going to be a big challenge uh, for major league baseball. Um, like I said, I think, you know, it should be interesting to see what the Marlins do uh, in the upcoming week. Will they get all their uh, players back? I mean, heck, I wouldn't even be, I would be okay with it if they retested and then maybe two Marlins players uh, came up positive because then the majority of the guys that tested positive all went through the proper protocol and they all made sure that they were safe. So that way they can get their season somewhat back on track. But Saul, it, I got to say, it doesn't surprise me out of all the teams in Major League Baseball to have this problem, out of all the teams to be that team to have a lot of players test positive for COVID-19, of course, it's the damn Miami Marlins. The, uh, <laughs> such a dysfunctional franchise. A, a, a team that has traded away John Carlos Stanton. A team that has gotten rid of Kristen Yelich. They had two MVPs on their team, and they found a way to get rid of both of them. I love Derek Jeter. God bless him. The captain. I got to tip my cap to Derek Jeter. But he is not good at what he does. He... He is terrible at what he does with the Miamis and dysfunctional franchise. It doesn't surprise me that they are that team.
0: All right, whoa, hot hot takes right Sorry. here by Justin, man, just going
1: off. Sorry, on the captain, but, but I I don't know. I I like Derek Jeter a lot. He's awesome. But even the well, Miami I mean, Marlins, as much as much as much crap as I as I give them for being such a dysfunctional franchise, I don't hate them as much as one particular franchise. In in Texas, which we'll talk about just a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about that team in Texas here in a second. Also, the Miami Marlins have won two more World Series than the Dodgers have since 1989, so you can't really hate (laughs) them. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I'm just like, just saying. (laughs) Hey, why you bringing up old shit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's take it from from the known to the unknown. How about that? You know, we just talked about the Dodgers. We just threw them in. And they just had a little series with the Houston Astros, which was phenomenal uh, because of the fact that, you know what? It might not have been right. It might not have been the best thing to do. But damn, Justin, you know, it's kind of nice to talk about baseball and not have to talk about COVID. And Joe Kelly taking the mound and buzzing the tower on multiple Astros was kind of refreshing to kind of, you know, bring us back to, oh, yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of hatred between these two teams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I also think is it's ironic that Joe Kelly was the one that threw at these guys because Joe Kelly himself actually benefited because he was a member of the Red Sox when Co- Alex Cora was the manager and Alex Cora is yeah. linked between the two franchises for cheating. I just think like that was kind of ironic that Joe Kelly had done that. But whatever it is. But the Joe Kelly Joe was a mound. I know, but Joe Kelly was on the mound, true. Um, Doesn't mean he didn't benefit with the Red Sox. I'm just saying. He did get a ring. He did get a ring. That's right. And so I just thought it was awesome that he had thrown at them. And then to follow it up the next day after he got an eight-game suspension, which is ludicrous because usually in baseball you get a two-to-five-game suspension during a 162-game season. The equivalent equivalent of what Joe Kelly just got was like a 24-game suspension in any other year. To, be, to yeah. be suspended for eight games. That's kind of, that was a little too much, I think, um, for honestly deserved retribution. And yeah. I would be shocked if nobody else did it this season either. I think
1: Major League Baseball wanted to make an example out of Joe Kelly because Rob Manfred has been trying to protect these guys from the very beginning. Because have there been any suspensions handed down from Major League Baseball to the players? No, they got rid of uh, Cora and they got rid of um the the team president, like they got rid of a lot of the higher ups, but they never got rid of the guys who actually participated in these acts. If they wanted to keep the the integrity of the sport in play, then why didn't they report it? Why wasn't there a guy like a Jose Altuve? Why wasn't there a player on the roster that said, you know what? I think this is a little wrong. And this is cheating. Obviously, it's cheating. Everyone in in Major League Baseball hates the Houston Astros for what they did, and not a single player reported. That the guy who did who was the quote unquote snitch is a, a former pitcher, Mike Fires, who's now with an, a, another team. But it took until after they won those World Series for them to, or to win that World Series for them to make make a big deal about it. I I just think that. This is what was what was gonna happen. We all knew that they were gonna throw at him. Joe Kelly is now a Dodger legend. He wasn't on that 2017 team that was robbed of the World Series, but he understands everything that they are going through and he 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 hates the Houston Astros. And for him to I, I read a column by Bill Plaschke. Joe Kelly. Joined like a list of Dodger greats simply for that one move, and that is walking back to the dugout, making those crying faces, mocking them after throwing at them, and then saying "nice swing, bitch" to um oh oh my goodness, Carlos Correa. I think it's it's awesome, and it was expected, but for him to get suspended eight games, like you said, Saul, that's equivalent to a twenty four game suspension in a normal season. Isn't that like? I don't know, fifteen percent of the season right now.
0: That's like thirty-three percent of the season, dude. Yeah, see, journalism math. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. You, I let me let me back up. You're right. A games is about fifteen percent. You're right. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Hashtag journalism math for me. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I I actually appreciate the way Joe Kelly's actually handled this. Uh, the fact that he posted on Instagram trolling the Dod or the Astros with the uh, the the picture of uh, all three of those guys sitting on his lap, I just I got a big kick of that mm-hmm. yesterday but it, but it makes you hate the Astros
1: even more because Joe Kelly is getting this suspension. Meanwhile, like I said, no suspensions were handed down to the Houston Astros
0: well I think I think Manfred's trying to set the tone that you can't be doing this
1: yeah amidst, he's making an example a, a out pan, of Joe Kelly pan,
0: well, because of the pandemic, I think in any other year, this wouldn't be the case.
1: Well, also too the the benches clearing, you know, players coming in contact with each other. I mean, that's yeah. which you know, I don't think Dave I, Roberts I, got it in trouble too. I,
0: I honestly, I I mean, obviously because of the Miami Marlins thing, it kind of makes sense that they shouldn't have contact with each other. But this this virus isn't like you know all because you're staying, you know, six feet away. Um, doesn't mean that no point in time during the whole day you're not going to be within another foot of somebody else. You know, a batter at the plate you know, a runner on first, like you're within feet of each other. Like I don't, you might as well go all out and hope for the best at at this point, um, at any point. And so, yeah, for that to be a factor in terms of the the length of punishment for Joe Kelly, I did think that was, that was pretty unfair, but let's move on to something else besides baseball basketball is back. They start on Thursday and it's a, it's, Hey, we got NBA basketball, and it's live, and it counts for something for some of these teams. Some of these teams, it doesn't really matter so much because they've already solidified their position in the playoffs. Uh, but it's it's finally back, Justin. I, I'm very yeah. excited about this.
1: So Thursday's slate, NBA did a great job of scheduling these games, the eight play-in games right before playoffs. Thursday's slate, they did a very good job. Right off the bat, you have Zion Williamson, the rookie phenom that everybody wants to see every single time you turn on ESPN and they're talking about the Pelicans. It's Zion, this, Zion, that Zion, Zion, Zion. So they have Zion and the Pelicans versus the Utah jazz. And Saul, you and I were, were in Las Vegas when we got the news that Utah jazz center, Rudy Gobert was the first NBA player to test positive for COVID-19, which is pretty much the main domino that suspended the NBA season. So you have the, I guess the, if you want to call them the the coronavirus team, the team that got us to this point in terms of the NBA, the first domino, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Jazz versus Pelicans. I love it. Then you also have Lakers versus Clippers, Kawhi versus LeBron. And to see LeBron so motivated uh, for Kobe, uh, I think is great. He posted a a picture on his Instagram page of his hands kind of crossed wearing the, uh, the number 24 finger sleeve, which, which I think is uh, a great tribute to Kobe. But man, it's just so great to finally have basketball back. So we were watching exhibition games and it was like, yeah, it's great that basketball is back, but the games didn't count. Now the games count and we're going to see some of the best athletes in the world, these gr- incredible basketball players, finally go toe to toe in this NBA bubble and The way it's going, the NBA is looking like they're going to pull this off, and I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's it's dope. I can't wait for it, man. Uh, You know, I I will say this though: these eight games, outside of the ones that might be able to make the playoffs at the at the end at the bottom end of the conferences, um, they, I I don't know. I'm just not going to get too excited about it. Um, You know, I I will say this: me personally, there is a little bit of a buzz loss without the fans there. Um, You know, it's a little sad. You know, you, you don't get that instant gratification or you don't get to feel like you're celebrating with somebody else. You know what I mean? And so it, it's a little hard yeah. with these games. You can hear the, the players um, cheer each other on. You can hear them but talking it, trash. But um, it kind of
1: gives that NBA Summer League feel to it, which I really like.
0: Yeah, but even the NBA Summer League has fans. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Uh, when you watch, okay, for instance, when you watch the NBA Summer League, and you know that your team is not playing on the main court; they're playing in that like auxiliary gym, <laughs> the Cox Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. It's like I'm watching pickup ball in the gym, and yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's okay. You know, I, I've seen that a million times. I don't I don't really care about it. Uh, I I wanted to really buy into the fact that you know sports are back. This is cool. You know, they, they count for something. But man, my anxiety and stress level on this is 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 preventing me from really enjoying this because i don't know any given day something bad could happen and we could shut this whole thing down again and so it's hard to get emotionally invested into something that you think there is a possibility that it could be taken away you know what i mean so i mean it's just i think i
1: i think 2020 has gotten you to a point where you don't want to put all your emotions into one thing because you're going to be greatly disappointed yeah, I mean yeah. that's just the way this year has been going. Any sliver of hope, it just seems to—it's like it slowly dissolves, like, dissolves. <laughs> and so I, I completely understand where you're coming from because, you know, we saw with the Miami Marlins update. Oh my goodness, is this really going to end, end, end baseball? And you just look at any—you think about any little thing that could possibly affect this sport and in just a matter of a day, it could all just be completely gone. Yeah. And the we're in July, Saul, we can't have this gone. We can't have sports gone until next year. Like what the hell are we going to do for the next six months? Football's already in jeopardy. And that's, that's a conversation for another day, but we need to get through basketball. We need to get through baseball. Like we need to find a way to make this work. Yeah. But, but my I'm with you. I just think, okay, but but what's the catch here? Like sports are back, things are good, but this year has been so bad already. What the hell's going to happen next?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, you know. And it, I don't know if you, if you want to call it, you know, PTSD or or what have you, uh, about just you know, kind of feeling gun shy about a lot of this stuff. You know, like you know, I, I don't want to put my eggs in all, all into one basket, and I think. I think a lot of people can empathize with that. Right. Is, you know, it's been taken away before it took so long to get it back in the first place. And now we we get it back and, you know, we're one week in to baseball and all of a sudden, boom, 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 Miami Marlins, you know, problem left and right. You know what I mean? And got a lot of players opting out. Um, NFL is having that problem right now with players are opting out. A lot of New England Patriots um, uh, r- running back from the Chiefs, you know, like, uh, so you just don't know what to expect uh, this season in 2020 with any team, any league. It just is kind of all over the place. But I will say this the NBA seems like it has figured it out, seems like it has taken it very, very seriously, and the bubble seems to be working. Same thing with the NHL, they had something over 5,000 tests. Not one positive, and they have two hub cities. All the players are there, all the teams are there. Looks like this thing is going to get started without a hitch. Um, Scrimmages start today, and the league starts. You know, their their, you know qualifying playoff rounds uh, on Sunday, and it's going to be fun to watch. And now, now for that, I will say this: for I, I know we don't really talk a lot of hockey on this program, but hell, that's the playoffs. That they just they just straight up started with the playoffs. They said, "Screw this! We're gonna throw in 22 teams, and we're gonna see how this goes." And I like it. I do like that part because I don't want, I don't want you to sugarcoat around this. Like, I don't need an eight game prep. Give me three, you know, preseason games. Get a warm up or whatever, what have you, and then get started. That's where the NBA kind of lost me a little bit. It's like, man, I gotta wait eight more games to get to the playoffs. So you're going to make me wait two more weeks to make sure that this is all going to go down. Like, come on, man, just get to the point. I think this was the NBA being
1: politically correct. in 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 a way, because they, the NBA has 22 teams, but 13 of them are coming from the Western conference. They didn't want to just say, Hey, let's start the playoffs. All right, Memphis Grizzlies. You guys get the eight seed. Meanwhile, you have teams like, the Portland Trailblazers, the Pelicans, they're all you know fighting for that eighth spot, and you know you know Damian Lillard's going to make a big stink about it because he's one of the biggest voices in the NBA. So of course he's going to step up and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What about us? We so, were fighting then, for a playoff spot before this, and so, we still had a lot of games yeah, left but, over." But then that's why, why they, that's
0: why the NHL did did what they did, and I think it was a little bit of a better plan than what than what the NBA is going to do, right? So the NHL, if for those of you who don't know. Um, They came back and they have 12 teams in each league. So it's 24 teams all together, right? Um, The top four seeds prior to the the break, the top four seeds get a first round or they're going to play each other. They're going to do a round robin style kind of uh, play. And then they'll be reseeded one through four. Okay. Whereas uh, the five or yeah, five, six, seven, and eight, they have to play whoever 9, 10, 11, and 12 were. And so uh, five will play 12, six will play 11, seven will play 10, um, and so on and so forth. And so, uh, and, and those teams will play a best of five qualifying round. And whoever makes it out of that qualifying round will then be into that reseeded eight team playoff in the Western Conference. Same thing for the Eastern Conference. It, and then you got, you know, you got playoffs right off the bat. They get a warm up game yeah. tonight and you get going like you don't even mess around like you just get going and you play these games everybody's going to get at least three games so your team's going to get at least three games minimum so you got those round robin teams that are going to play each other that's three games right there and then each qualifying round is a best of five series so no matter what even if a team gets swept at least you get to see your team play three more times even if they get dusted and they're out in the first round and then they yeah. go to the official first round of the playoffs um, where it's back to best of seven so that's I think that that was a that was a genius um, decision by the NHL to go this way because you get the excitement right off the bat. Every game matters, right? Like, yeah, there is no like, oh, we'll get them tomorrow. Like, no, you're down 0-1 now, and now you have to try and fight back and win in four or five. Like, that's that's legit. I like that. I love it, and I want to see, you know, the NBA. Was they started two weeks later than the NHL? They always do. They always st- start a week and a half, two weeks after the NHL does. And so they kind of played that schedule out. That's why we get these eight games in between. But uh, I don't want to see games that don't matter. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't, I don't love watch, watching guys play basketball for no reason. Like, I don't want to do see LeBron nah really like the, the, the lakers the lakers win like one or two more games and they pretty much all but wrapped up the number, number 1 seed like do you really want to see lebron play in game 7 and 8 and get hurt
1: definitely not that's what, all that,
0: that's all i'm going to hear about that's all we would hear about is oh i can't that,
1: believe they played them but it, but it they i feel like nba teams would would treat it as if it was still the regular season because once these teams like the lakers once they lock up the number 1 seed towards the end of the season you see guys like LeBron and AD sit out the last four
0: games. But that's my point. Do I really want to be in the bubble for another week more than I have to sitting around watching these guys play another game? Because we've already wrapped up everything we needed to wrap up and we took care of business already. Like, why? Why not just get to the point? Like, get to the point, get in, get out and get over with the the playoffs and the regular season and all stuff. Like, get it over with. Stop. Stop screwing around. Just get it over with. Get to the point because your season was is pretty much in hand. If you can't prove that you're one of the best teams after 60 games, then you just take it however you can take it. Like just get it over yeah. with. But for a team like the Suns, who obviously I'm a fan of, um, you know, obviously it's great to see them get a chance to develop their young players and get to see them play for like essentially 11 games, which is good. Good for their young guys. You know, DeAndre Aiden and Booker and, and Mikhail Bridges. Like good for them. But Do I really need to see them if they're not going to make the playoffs? They lose one game. They got no chance of making the playoffs. You know, they got to go seven and one or six and two at worst um, to to make it. And that's unlikely to happen. But could this be good for...
1: A, a team like the Suns, a team like the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, where they are so young, this is almost like summer camp for these guys. Usually sure. around this time, they're it's free agency, it's the off season, these guys are hanging out in Cabo and Cancun drinking margaritas. Not uh, this by year the- they ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think that's why this could be beneficial for a lot of young teams. Uh, because you know you got you can get you know your star players like a DeAndre Ayton and a Devin Booker and a first year coach Amani Williams and you guys can continue to build that chemistry and kind of just be stuck together for the next couple of years and of my and maybe build something and and I also like to see these teams compete. Yeah, it's the eight playing games doesn't matter for teams like the Lakers, but for the Suns for the trailblazers for the grizzlies it's going to be a dog fight in in every
0: single game and i totally get that totally get that totally understand where you're coming from on that i absolutely agree with that but again Every but, game when you, but, what, but, but every but when game you matters to, for the you, Suns, right? Every game matters yeah. for the Suns. They got 11 yeah. games, even the three scrimmage games. Like it matters because you're trying to you're trying to build a precedent for the future, right? You're you're, you're yeah. trying to uh, you know install your program and move forward. Same thing with teams that may, might be on the outside looking at, like the Kings. You know, same thing. You know, you're you're trying it's to important. develop. So every game one through eight is going to matter for those teams because they're just trying to build for next year whether they make the playoffs or or make a good solid run or not you know this is great experience plus they're in the bubble they probably get to watch all these other teams play and when they get to see elite teams play elite teams hopefully they pick up on that as well and find out you know uh, learn a little bit but for a team like the lakers a team like the bucks you know it doesn't matter like they just want to get to the playoffs you know what i mean so oh well and what and with the nhl too um
1: when you turn on every game you're going to see the star players where MB. You don't Whereas see LeBron Daniel. James playing. And yeah. for for casual we're casual basketball fans, they're gonna turn on the TV like, why the hell am I watching the Lakers play when Danny Green is the best player on the floor right now? I'm yeah. no turning off.
0: For sure. So. For sure. No, I, I totally agree with that. Um, but anyway, moving on to uh, other things, hopefully we'll, we'll see some good performances in the NBA and uh, baseball's already gotten started. NHL's about to start. Uh, the NFL is just around the corner. I know uh, teams are reporting for training camp now, trying to get their COVID tests out of the way so that way they can uh, actually get hands on. But... Uh, Saul, speaking
1: of NFL, I already have someone down for the fantasy football league. They already reached out to me and said, no, two people actually, they reached out to me and said, your fantasy football league, I'm all for it. So one of them is Ollie Farhang, oh, a okay. lawyer, very successful uh, person in Tucson. Uh, he uh, co-hosted on ESPN Tucson with me for a little bit. Um, he listens to the podcast and, w- and messaged me one day and said, hey man, heard about your fantasy football league. I'm in. Let's do it. So I got him uh, and also Matt, who's a photographer down here in Tucson. He also said he's in as well.
0: All right, all right. Well, let's see if we can get some some other people across the country to join and do this fantasy yeah. football. Yeah, it country. We don't want to just, just no. keep it uh, Tucson only. So, uh, yeah, you know, if, if you're out there and you want to join our fantasy football league, uh, just drop us a line and, and we'll we'll, we'll try song. and get you included for sure. Um, and there'll be more to follow. I think I think what Justin and I are kind of doing. We're kind of slow playing this to see what's going to happen with the yeah. NFL first. We don't want to get way too ahead of ourselves, but we did want to put that out there for our. Uh, followers and people who listen to this podcast which we very much appreciate um you know yep. uh, uh believe it or not our tre- our podcast is trending up and uh so that's always good uh, Good to see so news. um you had some uh some little uh, hip-hop stuff going on huh
1: yes so last weekend i was fortunate enough to listen to the versus battle between snoop dogg and dmx And yes, as expected, Snoop Dogg just completely washed DMX. I love DMX. You know, I love the, the, uh, uh, I love all of that. I love his music. I also love the video of where he's like performing at a spring break concert somewhere. And it looks like he's performing for the entire world because they show like the crowd and it's just like endless. Uh, But I like DMX, but Snoop Dogg. Man, he's got classic after classic after classic. Every single song he played, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I totally yeah. forgot about this!" Like when you hear, as soon as I hear the the uh, answering machine beep and the beat to, to "Lay Low," mm-hmm. oh man, you you just can't help but bob your head. Yeah, um,
0: but I mean. I mean, come on, Snoop. I mean, as soon as I heard about that versus battle, I was like, Snoop is going to wipe the floor with DMX. What are we talking he about? Did. DMX he has did. only got a couple bangers. Like, you know, maybe he's got six, six hits, right? Snoop yeah. is like either part of or responsible for like hundreds of hits. Yeah. I you, you can't, you know, you go from everything from his early days with Dr. Dre all the way to even his, his stuff with Pharrell. Uh, I mean, like you can't he's he's been so versatile throughout his career and been able to throw in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No pun intended like this, like (laughs) that. No. Um, And it's it's been great to see. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I, I wasn't surprised to see uh, Snoop wipe the floor with DMX because, you know, he wasn't ready for that life.
1: Yeah. But there is another one coming up rick ross versus two chains i'm i'm interested in watching that uh just because you know two chains as the two chains moniker that name is newer to rap than a guy like rick ross because people forget rick ross has been doing this since like 2003 2004 and 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 he's been relevant still to this day
0: again rick ross has a lot of hits a lot, a of, lot hits. of hits.
1: A lot of hits. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be their song. Songs that they have features on. Like, think about how many songs Rick Ross has with Drake. Yeah. All of that. All the or with, features. Or with Lil Wayne. Or with Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So it's, it's going to be a fun one. I think this is going to be a closer battle than Soup Dog and DMX because Two Chains as well. A lot of great features. And he's made some songs himself. Uh, So that's going down this weekend. It should be excited. But Saul, I gotta before we end this podcast. If you were to see a versus battle of any two artists, dead or alive, which two are you picking?
0: Oh, dude, this is so easy. Tupac and Biggie. Yes, yes, yes. I knew it. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, I I can't even think of another scenario um, or another like. Uh, duo that I would even want to see close to that at all. Maybe you know, another a good one would actually be Lil Wayne versus Yeezy. Wayne that versus Kanye, yeah, because they wow. both got a lot of a lot of hits, a lot of hits. So
1: who is Jay Z the the king of all this? Like I like think who, so. would, who would match up well with with Jay Z? I don't think anybody would. Maybe Snoop, but.
0: But still, Jay Z. I'm not a big Jay Z fan anyway. Like I like him, but I I I don't I don't love him like a lot of other people do. Man, you were on that
1: bandwagon that scolded me that one summer when I said 444 was just kind of just like a a typical Jay Z album. It didn't really do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, you you and Corey Williams both <laughs> just like completely just like disowned me. You had you wanted nothing to do with me when I said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was good, but I that doesn't mean I'm like the biggest Jay Z fan. True. I mean, no, I totally understand. I don't know who would go up against against Jay Z. Um, you you know who else? I mean, maybe group versus group wise. This is gonna sound so stupid because it's like almost nothing against has nothing to do with hip hop. It's all pop. But I would love to see a little In Sync versus Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because oh, those man. two went at it in the 90s for sure. Because, man, think about just like they're
1: standing on a stage, you know, facing each other, and then sync just ends, bye, 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 yep. and then Backstreet Boys, they all kind of huddle up and like look at each other and give each yep. other like a little nod. Everybody! With-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know uh, outside. You know, we haven't even talked about the women though. I mean, think about this. By the way, I, I got I gotta say this. Yesterday, I was watching baseball on a particular program, and they had a poll uh, asking who was the best. Who's the best Texas-born musician of all time? Right. And the answers that they gave for you to vote on were Roy or- Orbison, <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> I can't even get through this with a straight face. Oh, Janis Joplin, and I—I I forgot who the other one was. And I was like, Paul Wall. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Paul Wall, Travis Scott, <laughs> Beyonce, uh, uh, Post Malone, all Texas. Wow, it's like George Strait. And I'm not even a country guy, and I know George Strait is legit.
1: All my, all my exes, yep. live in Texas, yeah. Like so. I'm George Strait. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. So w- women, women artists. Man, Beyonce. I w-
0: Beyonce. I don't know who you would pit up against her though.
1: Rihanna. But even then,
0: nah, that's Be- Beyonce. Beyonce. Think about Jay Z and Beyonce. Two, just dominant.
1: Versus battle, right there. Oh, yes. Couple, couple versus. Yes. Couple versus. There, Jay-Z I, versus Beyonce. No, that would be so dope. I will send in make that in- happen. I'll send in the invoice. <laughs> whoever, whoever does the versus battle, I'll make sure to send the invoice. Piece. We get a we piece of that. We get a of piece.
0: piece. <laughs> Jay-Z versus Beyonce. Ooh, that would be – that would actually – that would probably break the internet. Because it's it, – I mean they're different
1: styles, of course, because oh, yeah. Jay-Z is going to have – more hip hop rap songs, where Beyonce has a little bit of pop, but they also, you know, kind of mesh together in some way. That I think, I think you're right. It will break the internet because then you're going to get a lot of different people who listen to both those types of music. I mean, oh, I'll send know, the
0: invoice. I mean, what would you? You got 99 problems, and then she comes back with all the single ladies, and then you know it just goes back and forth. Like, what? What? Destiny's oh Child. Woo, ooh. oh, that would be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. So anyway, uh, that's uh, another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Justin, tell them where they can find us.
1: Hey, make sure you subscribe to the Total BS Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And YouTube. Tuesday night. So if you don't have YouTube, we're also on Facebook Live as well.
0: There you go. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. This Sunday night, actually, with our live stream, we will be a little delayed. Uh, We will be going at 9 o'clock at night. So uh, that's up for us on the West Coast. Uh, If you're on the East Coast, sorry for you. It's midnight. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. But uh, that's just how it it rolls out here on the West. So uh, for Justin, I'm Saul Bookman. We'll see you next time. Peace. Spit your best 16, if you must, you're not whack, you just sound whack
1: rapping after us. Yo, Your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must, you not whack, you just sound whack, rapping after us.